Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Grimaldi chasing it. Grimaldi gets there. Grimaldi scores! Rocco Grimaldi with the long bomb pass from Benino. Gets the scoring started. What a play. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. 26 games into the season, and the Carolina Hurricanes are essentially a 500 hockey team. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Nashville Predators shut out the Carolina Hurricanes 3-0. First time Carolina's been shut out all year. We'll get to the goaltending in just a bit. Uh, but here we are, 26 games into the season, and after a 5-0 start, 5-0 start, the Hurricanes are 10-10-1 in their last 21 games, and that's actually not quite 500 since that one is an overtime loss. Uh, but... 21 points in their last 21 games, uh, and that's how you lose big-time ground in the standings, and we don't have to belabor that point. Hurricanes have squandered points against teams they probably feel like they should beat. I don't know if the Nashville Predators are in that category, uh, but according to Rod Brindamore, the game was there to be had. Uh, I think certainly early on it was there to be had. You'll hear from Jordan Stahl, Jordan Martinook, Rod Brindamore, and then we'll also talk with Brian LeBlanc of Canes Country. In my opinion, great start to the game. I thought Carolina was buzzing. I thought the top line, especially on the very first shift, Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, Tevo Teravainen, uh, held the puck in the zone. It seemed like for the first almost 90 seconds of the game, it wasn't quite that long. Uh, Teravainen with a great opportunity, uh, backhand feed in front of the goal from Svechnikov to the left of Pekarine, uh, and looked to me like uh, Teravainen got a good shot on net that was deflected maybe off the glove of Renee and then off the bar. Uh, Carolina doesn't get an opportunity there. A couple of minutes later, Jordan stalled a couple of great chances uh, in tight off rebounds. Uh, He couldn't get it to go. And there's a lot of that going around, especially in uh, for Jordan stall. And then as you heard the Rocco Grimaldi goal, which it's, it's hard to fault a goaltender on a breakaway but I'm not sure that Grimaldi did anything special to score a goal there. I really think that Peter just blew it. I really do. I think if he looks at it, he's going to want it back. Uh, Again, it was a breakaway. I understand that, but I think it's one that Peter probably wants back. And, you know, it was 2-0 by the end of the period, and I didn't think Carolina played a bad period. They weren't as good in the second half of it as they were in the first half, Uh, but again, the other team gets paid too. So Grimaldi's second goal of the year, that was the one you heard. Uh, Kelly uh, Yankrock, um, did I say that correctly? I hope I did. Yarncrock, sorry. Um, it makes it 2-0 uh, late in the first period, 
And then Austin Watson scores early in the second on a def- redirection goal uh, in front of Mrazek. Good play. Nobody, uh, nobody's at fault in that one. You just sometimes you got to give the other team credit. Uh, it was three nothing, and then Nashville just basically clogged up the middle of the ice the rest of the way, and that was it. Uh, so we're going to start with the uh, the captain of the team, Jordan Stahl, uh, talking about just the frustration of uh, not being able to get one through. Uh, keep doing what we're doing. Obviously, I thought we had. Um created quite a few chances for, for ourselves and uh, in the first and second um, you know uh, they, had a, they had a couple good goals a couple high flippers and um, plays um, but uh, you know we had to get some goals I think uh, our PP has got to be better if we want to get some more goals and uh, that wasn't uh, on tonight and um, you know I think uh, um, yeah, we'll keep plugging away at it game against the Rangers you got off to a slow start. This one looked like you guys were buzzing early. Was it deflating to give up the first one? How do you bounce back from that? No, I mean, no, we wanted to stay with our game. I thought we did a good job of that first, second, um, third. Uh, kind of slowed down a bit. Um, but, um, you know, they did a good job of clogging it up in the neutral zone. Uh, they made it a little more difficult to make plays. And, um, you know, they were sitting back quite a bit. So, um, you know, I think... Uh, um, we're going to continue to try to have that start and um, have that mentality of putting pucks in net, and we create lots of chances, and um, they'll start going in, and we'll uh, we'll start winning some games. Jordan Stahl uh, referring to the power play, which was 0 for 3 tonight, and I don't think it was really good at any point, but the last power play uh, was really, really bad, uh, but I think it was just sort of indicative of where Carolina was for most of the night. Alternate captain Jordan Martinook, uh, who was, was kind of victimized on the last, on the third goal, uh, since he had good defensive coverage and then uh, looked like uh, the ice just came out from under him. Uh, and we talked about the, uh, the frustrating night. I seem to be buzzing early. Didn't get one. Then uh, is it deflating? And you give up the first one after being so good for the first eight or so minutes? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We probably had three or four pretty solid chances there in the first whatever 10 minutes and then I think even coming in after the first we were were happy with the period it was kind of that flip and then uh and then we guys two guys lose sticks so it's I didn't think it was all the first period we played pretty good and then you come out down two and then uh second I thought was good except for two seconds by me with uh, that fall but other than that I thought we were pressing and um had some more chances in in the second, but then like that team, the way this locked down the neutral zone, so so good. So it was uh, it was hard coming through there in the third, and um, I think we tried tried to I guess be a little too cute in the third, and sometimes it just needs to just get in and go to work. But um, yeah, it's that's I think it was a way better game than it was in New York. So I guess we got to take some positives out of it and move forward for tomorrow night. It, well, it was a better game than they played against the Rangers, but uh, we are in a results-based business, and um, I didn't think the second period was nearly as good as the first. I thought the third period was kind of a slog, but again, that has a lot to do with what Nashville does. Rod Brindamore was excited by the start and not necessarily discouraged by their play, uh, but certainly the start uh, was 
something that maybe they deserve better? I thought the start was perfect. It was eight minutes. I was, you know, we had two or three great looks, didn't give them anything, and then they high flip one out of their zone and to break away in the net, and kind of took the wind out of our sails a little bit, and um, and then they got that other one where we, you know, I think one of our guys broke his stick and got messed up, and then all of a sudden it's in the net, and you know that was a it was a tough period because I thought it was pretty well played overall. Does it get frustrating when? You feel you should get the goals, yet you're not getting the goals. Well, it's it's certainly frustrating for the guys. You can feel it because we're you know we have a game plan. We're trying to stick to it, and you know, you know they don't give up much. I mean they're a stingy team, um, and so we did have the looks, and you know we just didn't put it in. So it was uh, it was tough. The only disappointing part for me of the game, you know, our power play wasn't good. That took a little bit of life out of us, but other than that, I mean, it was it was, uh, it was there for us. Real quick. Uh, breakdown of at least the first two goals uh, and I know Jake Gardner's having a rough go of it and we'll get more into that a little bit later on and we're going to talk to Brian LeBlanc of Kane's Country here in a second uh, but on the first goal on the Grimaldi goal uh, and the pass was flipped to him by Nick Bonino in the defense from the defensive zone Gardner just gave the puck away it looked like along the wall you don't have to make a great play you just can't get the puck just can't give the puck away Tevo Teravainen maybe pinching in just a little bit too much on top of the blue line uh, at the blue line because uh, he was covering back for Dougie Hamilton. Have to be a little bit more wary of something like that, but uh, I'm not sure it would have mattered if Teravainen was in the perfect position uh, because he was already coming in, figuring that there was a play to be made in the offensive end. Ultimately, I still think that goal falls on. Uh, Mrazek more than Teravainen, and I think Gardner more than uh, Teravainen as well for the initial giveaway. The second goal, Gardner ices the puck. It doesn't have to. He's got time to make a play. I think he might have been trying to make a pass, but the pass was way off the mark, uh, and it goes for an icing. And then in that sequence is when Hayden Fleury loses his stick. Nobody gives him one. I mean, everybody on the ice is left-handed. There's no excuse for not giving a defenseman who doesn't have a stick one of your own. Uh, but what, what was worse than not having a stick in the hands of Hayden Fleury, and I know uh, John Forsen called him the stickless wonder, which, frankly, makes me laugh. Um, what's really bad is that Fleury just kind of skated around and didn't do much. I mean, you got to find a guy. You got to get uh, at least put your body on a guy. Uh, but Hayden Fleury just kind of loitered in the uh, just to the right of Morazic, not doing anything. So, and I put Jake Gardner in a tough spot of having two guys to defend in front of the net, and Jake struggling with one guy, and you give him two. So, uh, ultimately, uh, that's two goals right off the bat off of mistakes, and this is what's been plaguing Carolina for the balance, you know, pretty pretty much all season long. The mistakes that get behind the goaltender, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But first. We'll have to have a conversation with Brian LeBlanc of Kane's Country. All right, Brian LeBlanc, you're the victim tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much for doing this. I might never agree to do this again after it's, a three nothing loss. It's very possible. This is, I guess, this is sort of the vagary of hockey as opposed to other sports, in that everybody leaves here three nothing. They got dominated. They didn't. Um, it was probably more of an even game in terms of the play on the ice. I think Nashville might have been a little bit better, a little bit harder on pucks than Carolina, but it's not really Carolina's game this year. They haven't gotten to that point, that part of their game. They don't have the personnel for it. Um, 
what do you make of as the first eight minutes being as good as they were, and then you're down two nothing after one? Uh, a couple things I make of it. Uh, first one is this is a team that's down on their confidence right now offensively, and I think that the first goal matters a lot uh, to this team at this point. They're not scoring the way that they were, you know, the first part of the season, and you know you kind of see that when you know. Dougie Hamilton, as Rod Brindamore told me in the press conference, you know, he didn't do anything wrong pinching down. And in fact, that's what Rod coaches the defenseman to do is, right. to, you know, try to make those plays. If you're going to screw up, screw up on the side of, you know, trying to make something happen rather than trying to prevent something and screwing up. So from that angle, it made a lot of sense. Um, you know, Gardner had a night to forget. I, mean, I there's think so. No question about that. And I think it was disappointing to see, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, just lose their, it's not that they lost their will to bounce back necessarily, but it just didn't look like everything was quite clicking for them tonight. Uh, they, like you said, they were slow to, they were slow to lose pucks. It seemed like Nashville won the board battle. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, their, their best scoring chance of the game, I think, came on the first shift when, uh, when. It's a great first shift. Yeah, it was fantastic. And, and Tavo Teravainen shot the puck wide from, you know, 10 feet out in the slot. Can't ask for a better scoring chance than that. When a, when a chance like that kind of goes awry and a team's already having trouble, you know, offensively, I think it might kind of creep into their minds a little bit. They just start playing a little bit more passively in the offensive zone. And on this team, that's a real danger because it starts to bleed over to the rest of their game. Yeah, it's funny. I talked uh, Brian LeBlanc, Kane, Kane's country, the man in charge. Um, I talked about this with Alec in the last morning after. Right now, the, this team, uh, without Eric Hall in the lineup, it's Ajo, Svechnikov, Teravon, and Dougie Hamilton, and Martin Natchez. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting scoring, really, from anywhere else. No. And so Jacob Slavin hasn't had a goal since the second game, right? Jake Gardner has one goal in now 20, how many games? 26 games, yep. right? Yep. So uh, this is this is where the the lengthening of the lineup, whether it's Holland, Dezingle was brought here to score, Gardner was brought here to score, they're not getting that secondary score. And Nino Niederreiter has two goals, three goals, not not enough. Not, not, not that's enough. the correct number. Right. So what we're seeing now is a team that a isn't equipped to win games two one, and a team that's having a hard time getting more than three goals. The team has never really been equipped to win games two one, and they haven't learned how to win those games yet. And Rod's talked about how this team is going to need would need time to come together. I think it's probably taken longer than it probably mm-hmm. should, frankly. Um, yeah, you, you need more out of Niederreiter. You need more out of Gardner, who I think had an abysmal game tonight. You need more out of guys you know, further down the lineup. Dezingle's been good on the power play, but he's been pretty much invisible at even strength. And, right. you know, that's that's a problem for this team. And without Hall in the lineup, I don't think they were expecting as much offense from Hall as they got when he was in the lineup. So it was almost like they were playing with house money a little bit, and then once he got out... Where do you go? And you just just don't have those guys right now. Jordan Stahl's a guy you didn't mention. He's got one right. goal this year. Um, now you're not looking to Jordan Stahl to be a 30 goal scorer, but you'd like to see, you know, one at least every moon cycle. One in his last 16. Yeah, I think that sounds like that. right. Yeah. That sounds right. That's not you know that's not Jordan Stahl's game necessarily, but you've got to get more out of everybody. And right now they're just not getting it. And you know this is the 
result. I was honestly a little bit surprised at how Jordan Martinuk said, you know, that they felt like this game was there for the taking. I never really thought that it was. Not after the first part of the first period, it wasn't because the Predators looked like a team that had, you know, nailed down how to defend the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes just had no answer for it. I think in uh, in soccer they call it parking the bus. Absolutely. I think that is that is what Nashville did once they got the two goal lead. It's funny because uh, up in the booth with it, sitting there with Alec. I mentioned with about 3.30 to go, I said, you get the sense that the last 3.30 of this period are going to determine the game. Mm-hmm. And 40 seconds later, it's 2-0. Two two nothing. Nothing. Yep. And that's uh, uh, honestly the way it goes. One more thing. Peter Morazic. I mean, it was a breakaway. Hard to fault the guy in a breakaway. Certainly not going to fault him on the second goal. No. Or the third goal, which was a deflection. And he made a bunch of really good saves, I thought, in the second period. But that first goal, even though it was a breakaway, it wasn't an elite move by Rocco Grimaldi. I don't think anybody named Rocco Grimaldi can make an elite move. No, I didn't think that was a goal that, frankly, should have been scored on an NHL goalie. I mean, Razik was slow to close his legs. And Grimaldi never even really took a shot. He just kind of... Shoveled the puck through. He didn't really open him up. No, he went under the pad. It looked yeah, like. yeah, and and just made it made it too easy. Yeah, that's that's a a backbreaking goal in more than one way. Obviously, the Hurricanes were, for the most part, controlling play up to that point, and to give up a goal like that on a play that, for the most part, was you know well executed on the offensive end, a nice lead pass, you know, kind of over the head of everybody. Uh, Tara Vinen just got caught covering for for Dougie Hamilton and just couldn't turn the Jets on fast enough. I'm not going to hold that against anybody necessarily, but you know, at some point it comes down to Mrazek needing to make that save just to stem the tide a yeah. little bit. And so much of goaltending is when you make a save versus which save you make. And in a game that was going that way already, that was a that was a backbreaking goal, even at one nothing. And I have a feeling James Reimer's probably going to get the start oh, in yeah. Tampa, understandably. Um, and he's been good. He was good this last start. And I think the Hurricanes need more of that from him. But, you know, Mrazek goes through these stretches yes. where, you know, he's not – He's. I, I love Peter. He's a, he's, a, he's a perfect fit in a way for this team that I don't think anybody since Archie Urbe was. Right. But he goes through these stretches where – you know, you just want him to make that one additional save, and sometimes he can't come up with it. And if it's at the wrong time, like it was tonight, it just starts the snowball effect. I think that's kind of what we saw. Is it, is it unredeemable? Of course not. It's a long season. I don't think that this is by this is it by any means. I mean, I'm not going to you know pour dirt on Peter Mrazek's grave or anything right. like that. But you know, that was a save that they needed tonight. They didn't get it. And you see what happened. Yeah, I think if if he makes it. Because uh, Carolina really had been carrying the play at that point, it might get that uh, that stuff might continue. Uh, as I say goodbye, they started five and zero. Actually, a sub five hundred team since then. If you count the overtime loss as a loss, uh, they're fifteen ten and one. So that means they're nine ten and one, or uh, ten ten and one. In, the, in their last 21 games. So they're finding their level. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is about their level. Not necessarily a 500 team, but not too far above. And, you know, this is about the time of year last year where they got things going. Well, November was their opportunity. They finished November with, I believe, if correct seven, me if I'm seven. wrong, seven. Yeah. So 14 points. You've got to get more than 14 points out of this month. And now they're facing at Tampa 
at Boston. San Jose's coming here next week, and they've been starting to turn things around. And Minnesota, who it should be a win, but at this point, you know, who knows? This so should games against the Flyers and Devils. Exactly. And that's why. That's Bailey, right. That's why yeah. I'm not. That's why I'm not saying you can take anyone for granted. Um, they've. This is going to be a very telling week for them. Now, if they, you know, come out of this week with five or six points, everybody's happy, and we go into next weekend fine. They come out of this week one and three, we're in deep trouble. Thanks, man. Do apologize for the uh, for the wind tunnel that appar- apparently uh, Brian LeBlanc and I were hanging out in, uh, but. Um, Look, the Hurricanes need to get back on it right now. Uh, the Canes are in the second wild card spot, uh, one point behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. Keep in mind, Penguins have been out, been without Sidney Crosby for a long time, and uh, also uh, you have Jenny Malkin has missed time. So uh, this is uh, this is not a good stretch for Carolina, and it doesn't get any easier for them at all. A uh, couple of uh, couple of quick items, uh, numbers, and then we'll jump out of here. Uh, rough night for Jake Gardner, minus two, minus sixteen. The last twelve hasn't had a plus night since November second in a loss to the Devils. At least he was a plus one that game, and I realize that it can be misleading. But repeatedly in the minus, you can't, you just can't have that. Jake Gardner's uh, paid to score. <clears throat> he has not contributed offensively really at all. He's got six points in 26 games. Hasn't had a goal since the second game of the season. Jordan Stahl, another guy gets paid to do other things, but you got to contribute on the score sheet if you're going to play 16, 17 minutes a night. Uh, and he's got one goal in his last 15 games, two points. Nino Niederreiter, one goal last 13 games, four points. Lucas Walmark, one, go- <clears throat> excuse me, one goal last 11 games, four points. Jacob Slavin, again, not his job to score, 23 games without a goal. These things are going to have to get better. Got to get support scoring. You can't just let Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, and Tebo Teravainen do it all. Andrei Svechnikov's nine-game point streak has come to an end, and the Hurricanes need to start playing better when they get to Tampa. We'll have the uh, Canes and the Tampa Bay Lightning Saturday evening from Amelie Arena, and then the Hurricanes go to Boston to take on the Boston Bruins, who, by the way, are 18-3-5 on the year. 18-3-5. They have 41 points in 26 games. They are a full 10 points ahead of where the Carolina Hurricanes are. And by the way, Tampa's got uh, Tampa's 6-3-1 in their last 10, just coming off an overtime loss, but they are 12-8-3 overall and getting closer to being the Tampa Bay Lightning that we all knew they would be. All right. Thank you very much for hanging out on the morning after podcast. Thanks to Brian LeBlanc of Canes Country. Follow him on Twitter at BD LeBlanc and uh, read his stuff at Canes Country. He does great work. Uh, thanks to uh, Jordan Stahl, Jordan Martinook, and Rod Brindamore as well, although they didn't realize they were part of this podcast. Uh, see you tomorrow after uh, the morning after the Canes and the Lightning. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.